Remember, the customer's always right. <laughs> I'm your host, Althea, and you're listening to Just the Tip. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of Just the Tip. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Althea. And I know that in episode one, I had talked about how you guys would never have to listen to me talk all by myself. I was always going to have someone to interview, always have a co-host, but I lied a little bit. This week, I decided to not post an interview and let you guys learn a little bit about me and what it's been like in my life being in the hospitality industry. As I'm sure you've all have heard in previous episodes, I started in the service industry when I was 16 years old at a deli, killing it, slicing meat all day long, so much fun. And then while I was doing that, I was offered to work at the Irish restaurant that was next door to the deli. At the time, I thought it was amazing. I was going to be a waitress. I was so excited. Oh boy, was I wrong. That job, that first waitressing job that I had, really put me through the ringer and made me question my entire existence. It was a very toxic environment, to say the least. And I did learn to have tough skin, which you can't learn when you go into a restaurant or a place that's more upscale because you have to follow rules and regulations so strictly or else you're you're a goner so I went into this small Irish pub restaurant started serving and in the beginning I was terrible I was so bad at my job I was so nervous and what made it worse is I had two bosses one of them was a female she was more in charge of the restaurant side And the other was the male that was in charge of the bar side of things. Honestly, they were nice enough people, but very incompetent. The man running the bar was an absolute disaster and a drunk, but a nice man. And the woman was nice to your face, but she's one of those people that you could just tell that she was super fake. And she did a lot of sketchy shit. Like... She would also waitress and also work parties. And somehow the money that you were making was just, it wasn't adding up. It wasn't the amount of money that you should have been making. But I was young. I didn't know any better. I had a job. And that's all that really mattered. The worst part of the entire job was actually the cook. or I Or I should say chef. This man was... A phenomenal chef and probably shouldn't have been in a hole-in-the-wall Irish restaurant pub. But because of his personality and his alcoholic tendencies, there's no one that was going to take him at another restaurant. So this man would get belligerently drunk. He would yell and scream and call me names. He would smoke cigarettes in the kitchen Sometimes he would show up to work or sometimes he wouldn't show up to work. It was always a surprise. And like I said, it was just such a toxic environment. 
But I do have to say the bartenders that were there and the few other servers that existed, they were really nice and they were helpful and they understood why I was like, what the hell is going on in this place? So it was good to have, you know, good people around you. I did learn a lot as far as like reading menus, learning drinks, talking to customers, which most of the time their head was in a bowl of soup because they were so hammered. And I'm not saying everybody was like that, but the majority of the people that were going into that place were older or retired or just living there at all hours of the day. I don't even know how their livers were functioning at at that point. I actually ended up staying there for about, I would say, two years, maybe a little more. And I'm shocked because it was really just such a toxic environment to be in. But I guess I got used to it. You know, I did enjoy some of the regulars at the bar and I got used to going in and doing my job and I definitely grew some thick skin work in there. Eventually, the cook that was there who was crazy ended up fucking up too many times and getting fired. So we went through a lot of other weird people. I know one of the guys that came in was dealing cocaine, which was another fun thing to deal with. And at one point, there was no chef. So my boss on the bar side ended up being the cook and he was the worst cook I have ever seen in my life. Like, I didn't think that someone couldn't put fries in a fryer and not cook them. Like, it's really not that hard to throw things in a fryer and know that they're done. You know, they're crispy, they're golden, whatever. Couldn't even do that. So I ended up kind of helping him cook. And while this is happening, he's completely wasted and mad and frustrated. And I'm getting yelled at by the customers. People are leaving. He's yelling in the kitchen. It's fucking out of control that I had to deal with this. It was it was like a fucking circus and a joke. And I just really don't know how I did it for so long. The worst part is towards the end of working there, I think I was probably like 19 years old or about to be 19. That boss, that same boss ended up saying, hey, after work, let's run over across the street and grab a drink. And I was like, hey, um, you know, I'm 19. He's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, they know you. It's not a big deal. We'll just grab a drink. So I'm thinking, all right, whatever. Cool. Started drinking when I was younger and I was a little bit of a rebel. So what do I care? I get to go to a bar. I'm 19 years old and everything's cool. I go over there, we're having a chat, I'm drinking my drink, and then it gets weird. He starts to hit on me and flirt with me, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? I was like, so uncomfortable, and I don't think that anybody, girl, guy, whatever, should have to be in the situation. It was just the most uncomfortable thing I could possibly think of. So I started to be like, oh, haha, like my friend's texting me, I have to go. 
And he proceeded to get angry about it and was like, I don't understand. Like, don't you think I'm good looking? Don't you want to hang out with me? And I was like, um, you're getting divorced. You have two little children and you're like 36 years old and you're running a bar into the ground. None of that seems attractive to me. And this is very uncomfortable. So if there's anyone out there that has ever been in a situation like this, I am so sorry for you because it is so awkward. And I actually continued to work there for a few months after that. And I just felt so weird about it. So I ended up leaving and I moved on. I got another job. And from there... The deli I was at ended up closing after five years of me being there, and I thought I was screwed. So a place down the block from there, another restaurant, had actually reached out to me and been like, hey, we know you. We've been in the deli so many times. We love you. We want you to come work here as a server. So eight years later, here I am sitting in Los Angeles And those were honestly the best eight years. It was a ass backwards place to work. It was always crazy. There was always chaos. Nothing was ever organized right. But it was I loved working there. I loved the people I work with. I loved learning how to bartend there because that's where I started bartending. And I thought I needed a license. I was going to go take a class. Well, I didn't need one. The lady behind the bar was like, get your ass back here and you'll figure it out. And that's how I did it. I got back there and I asked questions and eventually it just became second nature to me. And I figured out what I was doing. A lot of people ask me, how did you get this job? How did you become a bartender? And what do I do? Should I go get my license? And I don't really have an answer for them because every place is different. Everywhere you work is different. And if you work your ass off, I guarantee you they'll give you that opportunity to learn. But all these kids are coming in thinking that they're just going to hop behind a bar and figure out how to bartend and it's easy. You really have to have that work ethic and a good personality to be able to get to that point where your boss looks at you and is like, you don't belong serving. You should get your ass behind the bar. You're going to kill it. So I really appreciated that. And I did it for a long time and I loved it. And I worked right up until I left four months ago to come here. And it's weird now because when you're in a place for so long, you get used to it. You get used to the customers and the people you work with. And you don't really think about what it's going to be like to start somewhere else. So here I am four months in almost to living here and things are just opening up. So I had to redo my resume, make everything nice, make everything updated. And I don't even know where to begin. And I've been doing this a long time. I've worked at multiple restaurants, multiple bars. I mean, it's pretty second nature to me. I go in, I learn. I'd like it or I don't. I stay or I leave, whatever it is. Now I'm in this entirely new state with really nobody I know. So the connections are cut off for me. And I have to start over, which is actually terrifying. 
So I guess in the next couple of weeks, now that things are open, I'm going to be applying to jobs and I'm going to be trying to become a server or a bartender here. And I really don't want to go through that initial awkward stage when you're getting trained and you're meeting the people and you hope that they like you because if one person doesn't like you that's been there, you're completely screwed because they have authority, they have say, and they can make your life a goddamn living hell. So my hope is that I find a job very soon and the people are lovely and the place is good and I make a shit ton of money because I really don't want to go through the struggles of being in another place where it's toxic or it doesn't work out. I just, I don't like hopping around. I like being in the one place and making connections with customers and co-workers. It's really just such a social atmosphere and I love that, but really the initial month or so is always awkward and always rough and you're kind of like, extra everything, going overboard, you know, making sure everyone is good, making sure your side work is done, everything's good because you want to make a good impression and you want to start off on a good note with those people because once you do that, then they're not worried about you. And I will definitely be keeping everyone updated on my adventures of getting a job in Los Angeles, California. Anyway... I had a few people DM me and they asked a few questions. So I think it's time that I answer some of those. The first question that I was asked is, what is the craziest experience that you've had to deal with in the bar that made you scared? And I gotta say, working at a few of the places that I've worked in, There was a handful of times that I was very scared, but one time really sticks out to me and I can't even tell you how terrifying it is to see the amount of blood that I saw literally everywhere. So I'm working a night shift. It's a Friday night. I'm there with two other bartenders and a bar back. It's super crowded. It always is. There's people at the tables. We're like three deep at the bar. And it's a local bar. So you know everybody mostly. You know who the people are that you have to keep an eye on. The people that you don't have to worry about. So this kid comes in. I don't. I say kid, but he's an adult. He's like 30-something. And I just knew that he was bad news. I knew that him being in there was just not good and we're so busy and the security guards that we had were the worst. They would just sit on their phones. So basically, I became one of the security guards. You had to keep your eyes super open and aware on everyone at all times because you never knew what was going to happen. I just had this really bad feeling about the night and how it was going. So yeah, this kid comes in and he's drinking a little bit. He's kind of being annoying and all of a sudden he's gone. So I'm like, okay, either he paid his tab and left or maybe he's in the bathroom, whatever. I'm not really paying that much attention. 
all of a sudden I hear yelling and screaming and I don't even know what else. And like, of course, a bunch of people just running towards the back door. So at this point, I'm like, oh, shit, what the hell's going on? I proceed to run out behind the bar, run to the back and see one kid on the floor. His head is gushing blood because this guy that I was keeping an eye on that I thought left smashed a bottle over his head. And why do you ask? Oh, I will tell you. His girlfriend at the time came in who she is also crazy and apparently tried to drag him out of the bar. He was being an asshole to her and telling her that he didn't want to leave and he wanted to stay and he wanted to keep drinking. And this guy's a dick. Like he wasn't being nice to her. He was being belligerent. So one of the kids that was walking into the bathroom turned around and was like, yo, bro, do you think that you could just like chill out or like don't touch her or whatever? Oh boy, was that a mistake. This poor kid was trying to do the right thing for this girl and looking out for her and he was pummeled. I looked at the video, the the bad guy, we'll call him Clive. Clive went after this kid, picked him up, threw him through the women's bathroom door and then he got up, punched Clive in the face And hit him in the side of the head. And then Clive went to this kid and just smashed a bottle over his head. And all hell broke loose. This kid's on the floor. There's blood everywhere. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm yelling at Clive to go the fuck outside. I've just never seen so much blood in my life. And I didn't know where to begin. Thankfully, there was other co-workers there that were dealing with the situation as well. But I'm like, okay, get a towel, call the police, make sure this kid's not dying, put a towel on his head and have him put pressure on it, go outside and check on this Clive guy and make sure that he's still here and he's alive. And he fucking left. So now the cops come. We have to get the videotapes. They're asking questions. Clive comes back and starts saying that this kid went after him, that he pushed his girlfriend. And I just don't know what was going through his head when he was saying these things. Like, he genuinely believed it. He told this great story about being so sincere about how this kid went after him and his girlfriend and he was so concerned. Meanwhile, we have a full video footage of him literally fucking pummeling this kid for no reason. And his girlfriend was like, yeah, uh, you're fucking wrong. You went after the kid. He was looking out for me. You're a piece of shit. So he really got screwed. But that was probably one of the scariest things I've seen because There was just too much blood dripping everywhere, and I thought this kid was dead, honestly. So thank you for that question. Really appreciate that. I have another question here from my DMs, and this one I actually, I like this question. He asked, if a customer said his drink wasn't strong enough, what would you do? I love this because 
I get this all the time. And most of the time, it's from adults. And listen, I pour the same drink. And at the place that I was working at, we poured extra. We were heavy handed there. And no one said anything about it. It wasn't like we were breaking the rules. We were all heavy handed. The managers were heavy handed. It's just the way it was. So there is no damn way in hell that your drink is weak. It's either you're too drunk and you can't taste it or you're drinking a Malibu Bay Breeze and you can't taste the liquor because it's Malibu and cranberry and pineapple. So maybe like just drink vodka straight at that point so you can taste it. But usually when someone says their drink isn't strong enough to me, I say to them, okay, listen, I make your drink the same way that I make everyone else's with the same amount of alcohol in it. If you think that your drink is not strong enough, I will gladly give you a shot, but you have to pay for it because I know that I didn't make your drink weak or somebody else behind the bar didn't make your drink weak. You just want more alcohol for free and that's not really how things work. Do you get anything else free in life because you complain about it? I don't think so. So I say this to people and a lot of the time they'll buy the shot and roll their eyes and walk away. But sometimes you have those really lovely customers that will argue with you like literally to the death. Like they can't breathe. Their face is just turning red because they're so sure that you're wrong. And you didn't give them the right amount of alcohol. And someone at a different bar gave them the same drink and it tasted stronger. And I'm like, buddy, then go the hell back to that bar. Because I don't know what to tell you. You get what you get and you don't get upset. Or you buy another shot for your drink. That's Those are the options that I have for you. I had this one girl come in. She was, oh my god, barely like 22 years old. She was young. And this is at the point where we are doing outside service and it's COVID restrictions. So we're doing orders at the window. This girl comes up. She orders, I don't know, like a a rum punch. One of those drinks that are really yummy and there is a decent amount of alcohol in, but you can't really taste it because there's so much damn fruit juice in it. So she orders two of them. And, you know, I give them to her. She pays. She walks away. I'm serving other people. She proceeds five minutes later to come back, look me in the eye and say, there's no alcohol in my drink. And I'm just dumbfounded at this point because, honey, there's definitely fucking alcohol in your drink. We don't give you a beverage and make you pay for it and not put alcohol in it. And I know who made it and I watched them make it. So I said, sweetie, there's definitely alcohol in your drink. I watched the bartender make it. I don't know what you want me to do for you. You did order a drink that's very fruity. So it's possible that you just don't taste the liquor. Oh, my God. This girl starts flailing her arms around and snapping her fingers and giving me a big attitude about how She's a bartender and she knows that there's no alcohol in this and that I am being rude. And I said, listen, if you would like, 
I can gladly give you a shot if you think that that'll help. And she goes, no, I want the drink made again. And I was like, but it's going to taste exactly the same. So there really is no point. And so at this point, I'm annoyed and I just want her to go away. So I literally give her a shot to get the fuck out of my face. And I go, here you go. She walks away. She comes back, walks in the door and goes, I want to speak to a manager. And I said, "Okay, speaking. And she goes, no, I want to speak to somebody else. So she grabs the other bartender that was has been there a long time. And he's also a manager. And I I had already told him previously the situation with this girl because I was like, this is a fucking joke. You know how you make fun of customers behind their back? I was like, this girl is out of her damn mind. She thinks there's no liquor, blah, blah, blah. So when she went over to talk to him, I was like, "Ugh, that's the girl. She puts the drink down and she's like, I want to let you know that there's no alcohol in my drink. Bah, 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 bah. And he's just looking at her laughing. And she's like, why are you laughing at me? He's like, sweetie, um, I know that there's alcohol in your drink. I know that you already spoke to Althea and she had rectified the situation and given you a shot. Did she not? And she fucking just opened her big fat lion ass mouth and was like, no, I didn't get a shot and there's no alcohol in here. I don't know what you're talking about. So he took the drink, put it behind the bar, said to the bartender, can you give me eight dollars? Gives it to her and goes, here you go. Here's your money back. You can go somewhere else. And that's how that went. Because when it gets to a point where they're just going to keep arguing with you and arguing with you, I'm sorry, you're not fucking right. We know what we're doing and you're not getting shit out of it. So you can take your money and go the hell somewhere else, especially when you're 22 years old and you're going to give people an attitude. Go fuck yourself. So that's that story. And most of the time, it's just annoying to deal with people that want more liquor in their drink because they just want free shit. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up the episode I really actually enjoyed talking. I'm so sorry if you guys did not. (laughs) But I'd really love if you followed me on my Instagram page. It's just the tip underscore pod. DM me. Let me know if you want to be on the podcast. If you want to talk about any stories or experiences. If you want to ask me questions, go right ahead. And please follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because that's where you'll get all your updates for the new episodes that come out every Thursday. All right. Have a lovely week, a day, a night, a weekend. It's been real. Here's your check. Time to go. (laughs) Bye-bye.